1: The world's top professional athletes turned to John as an educator and therapist. He has invented numerous product concepts, taught education classes, and developed countless products. In 2022, John was inducted into the Massage Therapy Hall of Fame. In 1989, he opened Massage Therapy Center of Winnetka. It is regarded as one of the best clinics on the North Shore of Chicago. It is located on Green Bay in Winnetka, Illinois. ...and employs five massage therapists who are both licensed and certified. In 1999, John founded AcuForce International Incorporated... ...a company that sells his patented soft tissue therapy tools. Among its products were Infant Massage Lessons for Dads... ...produced by Chocolate Milk Productions. It teaches fathers how to bond with their babies... ...while making their infants sleep better and develop faster. Video Excellence Awards were given to the program in 2004 and 2005 including an Aurora Gold Award and a Telly Award. In 1992, John G. Lewis, LMT, developed the Hall of Fame. This patent-pending tool allows for precise therapeutic techniques, such as trigger point release, muscle stripping, and cross-fiber friction. It's fantastic for backs, necks, shoulders, and more. In contrast to the competitors in the genre, which are all made of inferior plastic, This product's rigid tube is made of stainless steel. Additionally, the metal tip is soft-coated in plastisol so that it closely resembles the thumb of a therapist. Valeria interviews John G. Lewis, LMT. He has been recognized as a pioneer and leader in sports medicine and rehabilitation. He was inducted into the Massage Therapy Hall of Fame in 2022. The Hall of Fame massage tool is the newest product of his AccuForce line of soft tissue therapy tools. The Hall of Fame was named in honor of his HOF induction and for the many HOF professional athletes he has worked with, including his role as a massage therapist for the 2005 World Series champion Chicago White Sox baseball team. John founded his award-winning clinic, Massage Therapy Center of Winnetka, Incorporated in 1989. The clinic is rated the best on the North Shore of Chicago, and it is located in Winnetka, Illinois. Meet John at AccuForce.com. Here's the interview with John G. Lewis.
0: And your awards all, all who is John G. Lewis?
2: Ah, uh, well, thank you, Valeria. Thank so you. <laughs> I am a passionate entrepreneur, father. Friend, enthusiast, gourmet cook, wine connoisseur, uh, golfer, and beach lover.
0: That's uh, what is to be a human, isn't it? Um, just to be open to experiences and kind of do the things that we are predisposed to, and the things that it feels like a purpose to us. So I know you are the inventor of this instrument, I call it, the Hall of Fame Self-Massage Tool. How did you discover or uncover this, uh, the talent in you to become an inventor?
2: Well, thank you, Valeria. That's, that's a great question and, and it's a packed, there's a packed answer. So I, even as a little kid, I was always thinking about ways to improve products and new ideas and i remember driving my family nuts cuz they'd say mm-hmm. oh no he's got another mm-hmm. idea <laughs> yes and uh, and uh, i in addition to being uh, an innovator as a little kid i was entrepreneurial I, I was always starting little businesses and doing things and my family conversely was you know polar opposite it was totally they just did not understand the energy that I had. And, and consequently, unfortunately, I think, I think that stunted my growth a little bit. Cause I think if I, if I had somebody that said, wow, this kid actually has some good ideas. as many of the ideas I had as a little kid became products and somebody else made a lot of money out of them and it, and it could have been me. So it, it wasn't until about as be, becoming a massage therapist early in my career, I, uh, found my passion started working with professional athletes and I recognized about 20 years into my profession that my hands were hurting a lot and I thought okay I got to find some some adjunctive devices to help me so I started buying all kinds of massage tools and trying them and what what I found out Valeria was none of them were really that helpful because I still had to press. I still had to work really, really hard to make a difference. And I'm thinking, well, these are really no good. What the heck, I was disappointed. And I'm thinking, okay, all right, what's missing? What's missing? So what I came up with was, again, the products were not doing anything, any, any substantial help in the way of working with me or for me. So I came up with the idea of weight. So I came up, my first concept was a seven pound weighted therapy tool called the AcuForce 7.0. And I tested six, seven, and eight pounds. I'm trained in classic shiatsu. So classic shiatsu is seven, po- seven seconds of pressure at seven pounds weight. So, and I would practice on a scale with my thumb and what seven pounds looked like, seven pounds of pressure. So I tested six, seven, and eight pounds. I did crude blind study with people. I just used it on their back and said, okay, how does that feel? How does that feel? Seven pounds per- proved to be great. It tro- proved to be perfect. So so my first product is a multi-functional seven pound tool called the AccuForce 7.0. It rolls up and down the spine but then it has two ends that have a one end is a trigger point And the other end is to do what we call muscle stripping and cross fibro friction. So that tool really became very successful, very quickly that NFL teams recognized it right away. They loved it. They started ordering it. And uh, so from there, I went on to create seven more products. My newest one, is the AcuForce Seven or uh, AcuForce Hall of Fame massage tool? So I, I named it in part because I was inducted into the Massage Therapy Hall of Fame last year. Oops. Thank you. I'm, it, it was a true honor. It it was just such a a wonderful felt like a the culmination of a lot of things that evening at the ceremony when i when i received my award it was really special so so in honor of my induction into the hall of fame and in honor of the many hall of fame athletes i've worked with i came up with the hall of fame and this tool is different in that there are products like it on the market this is a self care product that you can it's like a, a a cane that you can reach around and work on your back the competitive products although are pretty good the concept is good the the issue of of having to work again comes up because these plastic canes bow and flex so when you go to apply pressure on your own back or your own neck or your own thighs or hips you're you're wasting your own energy so i came up with a stainless steel tube that feels fantastic, it's really rigid and strong. And then I came up with a metal-coated tip. My products are all metal, and they're but they're soft-coated in something called Plastisol, which is really tactilely friendly. So I'm really, really, really excited about this product. We just launched it on Amazon, literally, you know, the last week. And so we're already thankfully, thankfully we're getting some attention and some sales. Right.
0: So I'm excited. Uh, going back to the um, the Hall of Fame massage tool, you did send one to me. Thank you so much. And my husband and I tried. We watched the video too, but it seems like we are not getting to use it properly for some reason. It seems to me. Please correct me if I if I'm wrong. But we tried exactly imitating you, watching the video. But then it's uh, I guess it's the what we are supposed to feel in order to know that the tool is working. Maybe that's um, what we need to hear from you today. My husband and I, starting with us.
2: I'm happy to share about that. So we have, we're supposed to have 365 trigger points or pressure points all over our bodies. So we got one for every day of the year. And these points show up in tenderness we know when a when a trigger point is affected because it feels quite tender to the touch and i always tell people when you find a tender point it means it needs work it needs attention so so traditional western trigger point therapy is is what i practice primarily western trigger point therapy asks that you apply pressure eight to 12 seconds on a pressure point or a trigger point. So what's exciting is when these points are irritated, the nerve receptors are firing real fast. The nerve the nerve receptors have a pulse just like our heart rate. So just like when we're, we're irritated or agitated or exercising, our heart rate increases. The same is true of of the the uh, nerve receptor pulses, so so they're going to be they're going to be real high, and that's not optimal. We don't we don't want to be walking around with with our nerve receptors in a in a heightened state all the time. And if we're under stress, if we're hurt, if there's something wrong, these these trigger points are going to be really active, and it can be really draining because guess what, our bodies are working overtime help us function. So what's really exciting, Valeria, is by hitting these points for 10 seconds, I like to 10, it's eight to 12 seconds is the rule. I, I like to call it 10 seconds. That's what I've have historically in my treatment. When I work with someone, it's 10 second holds. So very, very exciting because in 10 seconds, you can actually make a therapeutic change in someone. And what's, what's really fascinating is when you hold static pressure, still pressure on these points, oftentimes you can feel them actually let go. You can, mm-hmm. feel, you can feel the pain start to immediately erase. And again, I mean, this is so exciting because it's drug free. There's, you know, not a huge time commitment. It happens quickly and it's low cost.
0: <laughs> yeah so it's
2: pretty right. it's a kind of a a terrific uh a mix there of good things
0: yeah it sounds really wonderful and it's very generous of you. like it create something that we can use on our own so we don't need to always go to a massage therapist, which I think it's uh everyone should do it, <laughs> including myself and my husband so with that in mind, what are the main benefits of massage or massage therapy? do we all need Massage therapy or massage in general.
2: I'm a I'm a passionate passionate advocate of massage therapy, and I would say that yes, unfortunately, everyone needs it. Not everyone can afford it. Not anyone has access. Yeah. But the benefits are really really terrific. So first of all, it helps us sleep. It increases circulation. It it helps us move our lymphatic system. So the, the lymph system is the garbage truck of the body. It's really, really important because that moves all the debris out. So we want the lymph system to be optimized. It helps us perform better in sports. It helps us concentrate. It helps us relax. It helps us just enjoy our lives. But there's, there's so many benefits for the athlete. I've worked with pro athletes for over 40 years now athletes perform better uh you've got the stress reduction aspect so we we know now that cortisol levels are lowered cortisol is a stress hormone we know that uh endorphin level is increased that's the body's natural painkiller and then there's there's some really exciting talk right now about massage and serotonin levels so you probably know about serotonin Very, very important serotonin levels in our in our brain that they often linked to mental illness, mental stress. So we know that massage can do all kinds of exciting things around our our general mental stress levels. So the sleep factor, I always I always tell my clients when they leave, you know, enjoy You should have a great night's sleep tonight. I have a I have an athlete who I work with who is a pitcher for Northwestern University and he has a a Whoop watch which is Whoop is is like a really sophisticated Fitbit and he 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 wore it he he wore it all the time and I said okay so listen I was seeing him twice a week during the baseball season I said listen to me please look at your The nights of your massage, please look at your your sleep the next morning. Look at your sleep report. So he said, yeah, I'll do it. I promise I'll do that. And so after a couple of weeks, he comes in all excited. He says, guess what? I looked at my sleep history for the last couple of months that we've been working together. And you're right. Every one of the massage nights, my deep sleep increased by about 50%. And my REM sleep increased by about 30%. So we know that deep sleep is where our healing, our our restoration really happens. We know good sleep is linked to mental health. It's also linked to physical health. That's when our growth hormone, especially as adults. So we don't need growth hormone anymore as adults to grow. But we need it to heal our bodies. We need it to uh, our minds and our brains to keep us at in optimal health. So, Valeria, there's there's so much exciting things to talk about in the way of linking health to massage. It's it's so huge.
0: You said something that caught my attention just now. Um, it's so. What is how do they or how do you or science these days measure deep sleep?
2: That's a great question. I. I don't know how what the technology is behind that, but um, I can tell when I've had I don't I don't I don't need a Fitbit or a a Whoop to know when I've had a great night's sleep and when I've had an average night's sleep or a poor night's sleep, I can I, I can tell and that that morning report for me is, I'm very conscious every morning how I'm feeling. And so I personally, just, just so you know, Valeria, when we're discussing about massage for yourself, I try and get a massage every week myself. I'm really fortunate because I have a clinic in Winnetka, Illinois, and I employ five other therapists. So I'm really fortunate. I've got five great therapists I have access to. And um I try and get into their schedule, at least one of their schedules every week. So I can tell you the massage nights, I, n- I know I know first thing in the morning that I'm gonna have a better night's sleep. I'm gonna wake up more refreshed, I'm gonna make up wake up ready to go. And it's exciting.
0: Yes, really it sounds like it and I forgot about it. I know I have I've done it, uh, but it has been probably 10 years ago when I had a massage. What is the best way to, I wish you were close actually, like my husband and I would love to go to see one of your therapists, but what is the best way to find the, uh, let's say an experienced massage therapist? Because I know there are so many places, so many ways to find people who provide massage services, but it's not the same as a massage therapist, right John?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. So I can tell you that when I travel, I travel quite a bit for work, not only in this country but internationally because I manufacture overseas. And one of the most important things that I do during my travel is receive massage. And I'm constantly seeking it out. So in the States, it's pretty easy for me because what I typically do especially if I know in advance where I'm going, I will get get in to Google and I'll find massage therapists in that area and I'll call them and I'll say, and, and one of the most important things that you, that you alluded to was experience. I want to know if someone's, I want to know if someone's been practicing for 10 years or more, that's, that's kind of, I get excited when I find someone who's been practicing a long time. I'm also a member of a couple of associations, so I can also look on the association websites or call them. I, I know quite a few massage therapists around the country, so I'll call and say, hey, I, uh, you're, you're in Miami, uh, I'm going to Fort Lauderdale, who do you know in Fort Lauderdale? And So, so it's stuff like that, but it is really important to call in advance if you, if you know when you're going, if you know where you're traveling, call in advance and ask, you know, those important questions. How long have you been practicing? What kind of techniques do you use? And then, of course, today it's exciting, too, because everybody has a, a, a Yelp page. You know, if their business that has been around a while, they're going to have a reputation so you can read the reviews. But, you know, unfortunately, there is a lot of bad massage out there, too. And um, I, I'm not a fan at all of the whole uh, franchising model that kind of came in like a barnstorm in our industry 10 years ago, 15 years ago at this point, I think. But um, it, it really has hurt our industry because a lot of those folks, first of all, they're not paid well because they don't, the the these companies don't charge a lot for the treatment. And it's a numbers game they they figure if they can get a hundred people in the door that you know even though they're making only a little bit of money they're they're still you know if if they can get enough volume they're going to make some money so unfortunately that that uh volume argument is is does not equal quality and um I never. I advise people never to go to those places.
0: Yes, so that's good to know. Yeah, we were just walking in the mall, and we saw like a massage place. And then, um, yeah, I told my husband that that might not be the right place to do it. So, yeah, that this is very good advice. And I love the the way also your message about that everyone needs a massage Um, once in a while. Perhaps for those who don't work out as much maybe they don't they don't need as often right john or would you say that they they actually do once a week at least everyone in general
2: optimally everybody absolutely so you know what's really what's really interesting about we i have relatives in west germany and they um they have been receiving massages their whole lives and coincidentally interestingly unlike american allopathic or traditional medicine you know, massage is only really it's really still out on the outskirts
0: right? Right, right
2: sometimes it's included yeah it was really exciting i remember about 20 years ago that the mayo clinic i was talking to somebody at the mayo clinic who was starting a massage program there and i was really excited that mayo clinic was recognizing massage and so so, but massage is still—I don't think it's—it's it's recognized as the therapeutic necessity that—that that it should be. You know, it—it it, that provided an opportunity for me, though, Valeria, because when I started working with pro athletes in 1980, there was only a handful of us in the entire country. I was so fortunate, but I knew, even though I was a young. Professional, I knew at the time that what I was doing was substantive, and I was still a, a young pr- practitioner. I was a rookie, but I knew that even even though I was inexperienced, I was doing really important things. And, and I was saying to, I was trying to sell massage to other trainers, mm-hmm, yeah, other and, and and oftentimes I was met with come on, really? Massage? It's not really therapy. It's, it's, it's a feel good thing. It's so there's really still so much misconception about just how valuable and important massage is for the athlete. But again, not just the athlete for all of us.
0: Right, yeah, I love that message for for everyone, and that's true. We tend to think that massage, including myself, it's almost like a, a self care, um, almost like an a special kind of uh, event, um, something that I would do just for my birthday or something. It, we don't think as medicine, alternative medicine. Um, what is the history of a massage, John?
2: Well, guess what? I mean, it's it's pretty. It's pretty depthy. it's pretty we know that the Chinese were doing massage and acupuncture as much as many as six thousand years ago. So lots and lots of cultures have talked about massage. Of course, there's the famous Swedish massage, and so Europeans have been all about massage for for so long uh, th- there's really there's so many cultural. Foundations to sure. to this very very important work, and you know, i as I've I've grown as a professional, I've had lots of different kinds of training. You know, we of course we're required to get in continuing education, which I think is a great thing. So I, I've been exposed to greater and greater things, and you know what's what's really exciting is what I I, I used I'm less and less absolute in my in my communication about things so i used to think you gotta do you gotta ice this way and so today you know i'm 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 open to this is what i do this is what i found works best but i don't want to dictate you know this to you and so i'm i'm not likely to say absolutely this is the only way to do it Because there are there's and there's techniques that I don't know yet. And there's and there's things that I I don't fully understand. And so it's I think it's important always to keep an open mind and to be to be really respectful of of the history of and the background of all these different cultural it, it, very important impartations into our industry. I mean, it's it, there's just so much, and the Asians, I I gotta tell you, have brought really really important work to massage. I mean, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Thai, the oh, Thai yeah. Massage. Yeah. massage is awesome. I mean. I mean, I, I love it. I, I, I perform it. I've never been trained in it, but guess what? I love to receive that treatment. I mean, it and I, I don't know how the old time massage is, but I'm guessing it's thousands of years old. It, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's like, it's huge. So, yeah. so it, it's exciting.
0: Yeah. And it feels that way when, I remember when I had a massage for the first time that, wow, so much was released. And Not, uh, what's interesting to notice that was not just uh, feeling relaxed. I remember releasing a lot of the energies that were stuck in the body. I remember crying for a long time too. So when she touched certain points around the neck, so that, that surprised me. I didn't know that a massage could do that. So it's a lot more powerful than we think it is.
2: Yes. Well, there's a lot of thought around muscle memory and and tissue being so, so I, I've never had this happen to me myself my, when okay. I've ex, ex, had treatment. But I've had when I perform treatments on others, I've had people have emotional responses and sometimes they're able to very clearly articulate what's going on. Sometimes they're they're just they just needed to cry. Or they needed to just have a release or some kind of you know outlet and but it's amazing to me sometimes when people say, I know exactly what this is about, you know my mother poked me in the shoulder every day, you know when she disciplined me, she poked me in that same place, and guess what it hurts right now it's 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 opening up something psychologically for me and it feels healing yes. so that's pretty exciting
0: so i have a question for you we're almost at the end but i do have uh, another question about so with the hall of fame self massage too i know it's available on amazon i'll have the link the amazon link here too on the podcast profile would you say that's similar to the deep tissue massage is it mimic uh, that style or it's something completely different john
2: It can. So, so there's two main functions of the hall of fame. So the static pressure, so trigger point therapy or shiatsu um, or acupressure. So it can perform those static hold pressures that I was talking about for Western for Western trigger point. It's eight to 12 seconds. For classic shiatsu it's seven pounds, seven seconds so uh and and she shiatsu is uh, has a variation of variable in there so there's there's lots of different ways to approach shiatsu or rather yeah. acupressure rather so so also what's exciting about the hall of fame in addition to the static pressure is you can move the device on the tissue so yeah. you could move it through a shirt or through your pants or you could even put on the bare skin, you could put a little bit of lubricant and you can move the tool with some lotion or some aloe vera cream or something. You can, you can move the tool up and down so you can perform what we call muscle stripping or cross fiber friction or gliding over the tissue. So yes, you can, you can provide deep tissue work with my product. So that's good to know as well and regarding the
0: the pressure acupressure if we hold pressure for longer than seven seconds or ten, would that be okay um, are there any uh, let's say side effects if we hold it for too long or, or not long enough
2: well there there's the research that that I I learned about was that when you hold it too long, you can bombard the nervous system. Remember how I was talking about the nerve receptors and how the nerve receptors have this pulse. So now I know people that hold points for a minute. And again, so it's back to what I was saying earlier. I'm not gonna say, no, 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 you're wrong, but I'm just gonna go ahead and quote the you know the research that I saw. I'm convinced that the eight, 8 to 12 second rule is good for me. I think that's, that's, consequently, that's the method that I, that I prescribe to.
0: Okay. So that's good to know for me, my husband and anyone listening. So 8 to 12, not to try to do on our, our own, kind of come up with our own um, style of doing this, using the, the, the tool. So, yeah, that's good. And I'm making notes, actually, because I will try it again. Thank you so much, John, um, for what you do. I absolutely love the idea that you have been free for so long (laughs) to create, to just um, dance with the experiences of life. Uh, It fascinates me.
2: (laughs) That's a wonderful compliment. And again, you got a big smile
0: on my face. Me too. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, that's like meeting almost like a you know, a child in a way, somebody who is very open, the mind is so open that it's just free to do whatever it wants to do in, in a sense of possibilities. So how wonderful, thank you so much for being you.
2: Ah, thank you, Valeria, I so appreciate it.
0: So I do have the uh, ending questions that I, those were my initial questions, but I'll ask you now, I'll, I'll end this way. So I have about uh, three to four questions. What is to be healthy from your perspective? What is to be a healthy person?
2: Wow. So I would say that, that I'd I need to break it into components. Mm-hmm. I would say absolutely. I'm, I'm in the process right now of really trying to behave with my diet. I'm trying to really eat clean and, and not eat too late and drink my water, which I'm a big proponent of water drinking. So I would say certainly there's the, there's the intake, right? Our dietary intake, our water you know what we're drinking. You know, hopefully, we're drinking more water than anything else. And so, um, you know, I love wine, but I need to be careful that I don't focus too much on my passion around wine. And I love to cook. I'm, I, I'm, I'm. Uh, you know, I I call myself an amateur gourmet. I I I get in the kitchen and I get or get around the grill. And that's another innovative outlet for me. I love to create my own concepts my own my own recipes so but I have to be careful because that passion can can take me backwards too much. So I would say that certainly we have to be active, we have to be mindful of what we're intaking into our bodies we and we've got to be really mindful of our psychological health you know i i'm I'm blessed to have three great kids and a wonderful wife. And I'm love being a dad. I, I, you know, it's, I, and that's a huge outlet for me just to be able to be demonstrative with them to, you know, to, we've always had, I'm so happy to say I'm, I've got wonderful relationships with my kids. I have two adult boys and I have a, I have a 15 year old daughter. So, um, but you know, I'm close with them and I think that that's part of being healthy is having those those relationships that are are intimate and and powerful and positive. And thankfully I've got all of that. I've got positivity with my kids. And I I'm so I'm so, you know, appreciative of that. I'm so blessed to have these kids that not only i i want to be with but thankfully they want to be with me so so the relationship factor is huge i think we have to be we have to be productive it's there's got to be we we got to be working or we got to be contributing somehow even even if we don't have to work even if we're retired i think you got to you got to be given back you got to do something you got to you got to you got to impart yourself somehow i mean there's so many needs in our world today if, if you have time and you have an you know so many people are lonely and they're sitting at home well they could be out volunteering or they could be they could be interacting with people and and you know i i, I feel sad for people that just they they they're, they're at the same time they're saying well me you know i'm not i'm not i don't have this and i don't have that and i will get out and 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 get involved meet people and Give yourself away, and you'll get so much more back. But I, 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 love being able to both give and receive. I, I, I wanna, I, I love, I love giving gifts, but I love receiving them too. And so it's it's great to be, it's great to be in relationships where you've got a give and take, where there's there's an interchange of thought and of 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 energy and, and joy you know your fit for joy is such a good yes good moniker it's just it's so great to just be involved with life and not and not just hmm. stress about it because of course we can stress all day
0: i love your wisdom um yes and how you beautifully brought all these components uh, together and, uh to define what is to be healthy right uh, contribution health, sense of purpose I absolutely love that um uh, that's why I host this podcast too that's one of the messages we often kind of emphasize here <laughs> I have another question about you just kind of made me curious about your children do you teach them how to be creative to become inventors how you you as you are or this is something that it's innate, very, um, let's say unique to, to all of us. It's not something that can be taught.
2: Mm. That's an awesome question. And I'm pondering it right now. So one thing that I, one thing that I, that I have imparted into my kids is entrepreneurship. So I helped them start my, help my two sons start their own season salt company.
0: Mm, wonderful.
2: And yeah so their names are on it. It's called AJ yeah. and Ethan's. So their names are on it. Their faces are on it and uh and both of these guys guess what they studied business and now they're they're out working they're they're both employees of big companies but they're out there working and and they're contributing and it's very very exciting so from very early on you know what one of the the Biggest things that I did with them. I didn't even do it that many times, Valeria, but yes. it proved to be so fruitful. Uh-huh. <laughs> we we live right near a bike path. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so mm. I would take them, we would we'd go to Costco, we'd get a couple cases of water and a couple cases of Gatorade, and we'd sit on the bike trail and I'd say, okay, we're gonna sell water and Gatorade. And and guess what? We only did that a couple of times, but each time we did it, it was powerful. These guys made money. So, and so we counted on it. I said, okay, so here's my investment. I'm taking that back, but you guys get the rest and like, wow, wait, we get $50, you know? So, so as little guys, that was really powerful, but I taught them how to sell. And so I would say, Hey, you got to call it out when a bike comes by you got to say water water and gatorade for sale water and gatorade and so and then we had a we had a policy if if sometimes you'd have a couple of guys who were running and, and say oh i need a water but i don't i don't have my wallet and so we had a policy we wouldn't give them a gatorade but we give them a bottle of water and each time they, the response was you're kidding really free Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day. So my boys got to participate. They knew if a runner came by, didn't have his wallet, we were still going to take care of him. And so it's little things like that that, you know, really they, that bonded us. And those experiences in their young lives were, were really powerful. Yeah. was really insightful to them and the fact that they made money, you know it was yeah. that was that, that was
0: huge I can I can imagine uh, it sounds really beautiful to listen to you what the image is like that connection, the human connection it's how powerful that must be. I'm not a mother, so I'm just kind of imagining what it feels like um, that kind of bond it, it sounds wonderful. My whole body kind of responds to it in a very positive way so, what comes to mind is spirituality. Do you have any spiritual understandings of life itself, of of yourself? What is what are your spiritual views, if or practices, if you have them?
2: Yes. Well, I am a practicing Christian, so I w- I was born Catholic, and I um, I was looking for something I wasn't finding in the Catholic Church, even as a little guy. I remember building a little altar and uh, yeah. you know putting the virgin mary there and a little a little statue of jesus and I would pray before this yeah. little altar and you know really was coming up kind of empty. I was not really finding what I was looking for. In high school I got involved in a youth group through a a protestant church and it was powerful because These people were really passionate about their Christian faith and they were excited and interested in others and wanting to help and serve. And so that that changed the whole trajectory of my spirituality. And I was and I said to myself, oh, my goodness, this is what I've been looking for. I've been looking for an interpersonal God. And I think I found it in that youth group. You know, most more specifically, I think I found it in, you know, really meeting the Holy Spirit. And so that was, that was, you know, life changing, life changing for me. And we've raised our children today as Christians, and we still participate in our, in our church. And that's a huge part of our lives.
0: Well, you made me curious when you, you taught your children, oh, actually, I'm curious to know if that came from them to give the water for free to some of the people without wallets. Is there something that you taught them from um, kind of informed by spirituality?
2: I think that certainly there's there's that component. You know, certainly we, we believe in giving, you know, we believe in giving to our church and we believe in giving to 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 the needy and helping helping less fortunate people. And so um it was my idea to do to I gave that to them to to give it, but guess what? They very excitingly participated in it. They were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we got to take care of this guy. Yeah, yeah, give him a bottle." <laughs> so yeah. know, it was it was uh-huh. really, you know, and just to, to see the the appreciation in in those that got the bottles of water. And again, it, it costs I think thirteen cents at Costco for a for a bottle of half liter bottle of water, but you know, the joy that that was distributed with that little bottle of water was mm-hmm. really powerful.
0: And I can imagine. So their concept of money was already established in the sense I can get things, things that I want or desire with money. But um, you notice that they they were also joyful by giving, just um, not getting anything in return. So that sounds very spiritual to me. Um, and that makes sense that children in a way they already carried that with them that sense of spirituality without being taught even that they would help somebody else in need without thinking.
2: Uh, Uh, Thanks for recognizing that. I mean, because it's really special to me. I mean, you know, I, so proud of my kids.
0: Yeah. I, I can imagine the influence you have in them. You have the influence in me and I, I never met you before. And that's uh, wow. a powerful one. So uh, I never met you in person. I don't see you. And it's already the energy of, it resonates uh, with the heart. So the heart opens when listening to you. So thank wow. you so much for being the human being that you are. That's what wow. we need in this wow. reality.
2: That's That's so kind. That's so affirming. I can't even tell you.
0: You're a very beautiful person. What else can I say? It's the, well, the word beautiful ditto, says it all.
2: Ditto, ditto. I, I, can, I can say the same for you of a wonderful way about you.
0: Yeah, I guess we all have our, um, uh, let's say our practices, right? Life is, uh, is an interesting practice of always kind of uh, letting go of what doesn't serve us, uh, becoming kinder and kinder. But it's, for me, it has been a, a practice of letting go of trauma, healing them, so it's been an interesting uh, journey, very interesting one, into love, <laughs> returning to love per se. I love so, it. Yeah. So my ending, my last question to you will be this one: um, What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die?
2: Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's that's a that's an
0: essay right
2: there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's say three experiences. So. I would say certainly to have special friends people that whether you know, that that's a mate or 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 just friends I, I I I would love for everyone to have the experience of being a parent that's a, an incredibly powerful thing to to just give and receive in life and just to to recognize that there's all kinds of opportunities, there's all kinds of things we can do in our lives. There's all there's there's many, many ways we can participate in in both giving and receiving. So I, I would say, you know, experiencing life to the fullest in your in your relationships and mm-hmm. and and growing in your workplace, and then, of course, because I believe in an eternal God, that everyone needs Jesus. That, that would be that would be my ultimate goal.
0: Yes, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, timeless wisdom, from my perspective. Ah. And thank you for your presence here today, John, for being who you are again and for everything that you do and the way you express yourself. It's very kind. Uh, it comes across very kind and resonates that way. Um, so, in the way I always say that, it's not just um, delivering messages, writing books, or even creating tools as you do, but it's being that that message, being that tool in a way. <laughs> it's almost the instrument that um, love can go through and touch others. So I want to thank you again. I can't say enough. Thank you. Uh,
2: thank
0: and before you. we say we say goodbye for today, where's the best place to find more information about you and your work?
2: Thank you. So the best website is acuforce.com. So it's A-C-U, one C and Accu, dot ecom That's the best place to go.
0: The website link will be on your podcast profile and also the tool, the link to the Hall of Fame uh, massage tool will be there. Thank you so much again for your presence and we'll talk soon. Bye for now, John.
2: Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about John G. Lewis and his work, please visit AccuForce.com.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.